with the MEC rules and guidelines that, that are out there, just what goes into or what went into this process? Well, I think it was a lot of discussion uh, amongst uh, the MEC Board of Control, which involves the superintendents uh, in, in the conference schools. And, you know, a lot of uh, debate and discussion about, number one, what can we do to give our kids the best opportunity to be able to participate this fall in a safe manner and, and in a way that we thought would be best to make it likely that they're able to not only begin a season, but to continue and finish the season. So we don't have uh, some of the things that we had with the spring sports, obviously. So I think, I think that was number one. I think the other piece too, is that we all wanted to be on the same, the same page. Uh, you know, we didn't want there to be one set of rules, you know, when you're here at Benton and Lafayette and another set of rules when you went to Maryville or another set of rules when we went to Chillicothe. And, and so I think there was a, a concerted effort, which I, I appreciate uh, on the part of all of the, all of the conference schools to try to come up with guidelines that we would, um, you know, have for the most part, uh, very similar experiences for both our kids and our fans, no matter where we were playing. And obviously there are going to be some local things that will play a little bit into it. Uh, but it, it gave us some, some overall, guidelines that we all can follow and use um, as, as we allow fans to attend because that actually was one of the discussions was was is is the best opportunity for our kids to not have any fans and uh, you know we just we struggled with that a little bit we know it's important for families to be able to see their kids play and so that's kind of where we ended up on the uh, the guideline of allowing immediate families to attend. Another part with that too is no student sections and I know that's a big part for kids and you know football volleyball soft, whatever sport it is um th that's gonna be a little bit different but at the same time you social distance all day in school it wouldn't make much sense i guess to have student sections then where everybody's just crammed in right and and you know that that was a tough one for us uh there was a lot of discussion about that uh i think at the end we we kind of came to we felt like um it, it was maybe more important to be able to have the families be able to attend and see their students. Um, but it, again, it was a challenge, you know, and um, as much as we'd love to have that opportunity uh, for our students to be able to be there, we, we did feel like uh, that would become a constant policing situation of, you know, trying to get kids to socially distance and things like that. And, um, you know, it just was one of those, it was one of those tough decisions we had to make. With with the guidelines put in place, because I have them here in front of me, um, is putting these into operation, is there going to be a lot of the education and kind of working with people as they go? Because this is new for everybody to kind of deal with, adjust to, and kind of, oh, I didn't know, or I don't have a mask, you know, anything like that, too. I, I, think, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, important for the individual schools to really push this information out to uh, – their fan base uh, so that they know that, Hey, you know, it's, it's not just a free for all, uh, you know, Tuesday at volleyball or Friday at football or Thursday at softball or Wednesday at soccer, whatever it may be. Uh, so that people do understand, Hey, it is limited. We're going to do the best we can to live stream events as much as possible. Uh, so that those that aren't immediate family are still able to, to watch. Um, I think it is going to be an education piece. And, and, you know, we noted in there that if it's an indoor event, the expectation is going to be that that face coverings are worn uh, and and it could be that expectation too 
uh, for outdoor events, that really is going to depend on, on local guidelines. And so we kind of left that up to being a local decision on the outdoor events uh, because we don't know what, what may come down the road here in a couple of weeks that, you know, uh, the, the Maryville city council may come out and say face masks are required at all gatherings of more than 20 people or, or something like, that. you know, they're all the unknowns that we're trying to, trying to build in contingencies for. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it may come out in St. Joe that they're, you know, they say, come back and say any gathering over this number face masks are required. So, so we put that in there as, uh, a contingency that if local guidelines were going to dictate something differently, uh, we'd be able to do that. But also wanted to give those base, base guidelines for everybody to work off of. And along with that, if things look better or, or the other way things get worse, these all could easily change at any point too, right? Whether it's no absolutely. fans at all or. Yeah, or absolutely. I mean, that, that, that always is a possibility. Um, if, if we go to this and we find that, hey, there are lots of issues with uh, people trying to come to games that aren't immediate family and, and creating, you know, the last thing we want to do is create confrontational situations. We don't want to create a confrontational situation for uh, people who are working as gatekeepers or, or, or you know, administrators who are working uh, the game uh, and things like that. So we don't want to, put, we're trying to put these guidelines, I guess, in place to avoid creating situations where where there would be a conflict um, for a fan trying to show up um, and that's why we want to put that put that material out there early and often so that fans do the, know that do know that those are the expectations we we don't want to have a, a conflict situation when a fan shows up for a volleyball game and they don't have a face covering and and you know that that's going to be the that's the guideline to be able to attend and so um you know, hopefully it doesn't put any situations like that, but trying to put that information out early and often, we're hoping we'll avoid those things. Anything else? Uh, you know, just, just like everything in this process, uh, our, our end goal at the end of it has been able to do things as, as safely as possible for our kids, understanding we know the importance of getting them back into competition and, and being able to do that. And so we're going to do everything we can to mitigate uh, you know, the risks, uh, we're going to do what we can to hopefully find a way for our students to be able to continue to, to have these opportunities. And so, um, you know, really that's only going to help if we have the cooperation of people in our communities, uh, with some of these guidelines and following some of those guidelines and following recommendations from local health officials too.